Welcome to the Splash Assassin Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap Jeff Was Live for the week of December 26th to December 29th. And thank God that he is putting out new shows right now because fucking Bravo over there is slacking so hard. Like, what the fuck? I get it. It's the last week of the year, but... You don't just give up. Like, that's literally getting to third base and then you find that somebody hits a home run and you just decide not to finish. You don't want to run to home. Like, why not? Take it home, baby. Take it the fuck home. Give us new content the week of Christmas. We can handle it. Spoiler alert. We're going to be okay if there's one hour of Real Housewives on a night. We can take a break from talking with Uncle Jerry about his latest wood shopping plan. I don't fucking know all right like it's just so confusing to me that bravo decides the week of christmas right there's one holiday there's one day to holla and it's uh, that was christmas monday great that was the holiday so why did we need four days off of no giving us no new shows all right all right pull it together fucking show up or show out and like If you're not shitting, then get off the pot, and I don't think you're shitting right now, Bravo, all right? You're shitting me, but that's about it. All right, let's move on to Tuesday's episode. (laughs) Ah, I missed you guys. All right, uh, we had Nikki Haskell, and we had Shane Douglas in the building all week. Talk about, are you shitting me? Are you shitting me, Shane? Shame on Shane. No, I love you, Shane. You know I do. But, um, yeah, he made Santa Claus go and get me an entire bot army for Christmas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I think it was his cousins. I don't really know. But, uh, so, like, Tweedledee and, no, that's mean, Amy. Um, Thing one and thing two left a comment on one of my Insta posts and they shared the same last name as Shane. So I took about 0.2 seconds to search and see that they all follow each other. Okay, cool. So they're probably all related. Um, And it wasn't a nice comment. I mean, it wasn't whatever. It's just just twats being twats. That's fine. So uh, yeah, if you're wondering why I suddenly have 10,000 new followers... It's so funny to me. Everything's fake. We live in a simulation, right? I don't know. That's been the new trend lately that everybody's on. Whether we do or... Here's the thing with all of it, right? Like parallel universes or karma, like reincarnation and take out parallel universe. That's quantum mechanics. That's quantum physics. I didn't mean to dive into that. I meant to say like reincarnation. What happens after you die, right? Whether it's a simulation and you just... Your computer code glitches out once and for all or if it's like you go into the angels above or if you're reincarnated back into a cat. Oh my God, that's to me... If you do everything right in life, then you get to come back as a cat. That's just, so that's why I'm trying real hard. I'm trying real hard this go around because, <laughs> because I just, I want somebody in life to treat me like I treat my little babes. All right. So what was I saying? Um, fuck, fuck. Why'd I have to talk about cats? Um, oh, right. Reincarnation. Okay. So, wow. Reincarnation. Okay. So yeah, whatever it is, like I believe that. 
anything could, uh, the sure, sure to everything, right? Like, we don't fucking know what happens after you die. And until we do, then any possibility could exist. So all I'm saying is if we live in a simulation, why can't I simulate having actual followers? All right? It just costs a few doll hairs, allegedly. Okay, um, so Nikki Haskell, she says the secret to her success is only sleeping about... 90 seconds a night. I don't know. Some ridiculously small amount of time. Okay. And I believe her too. I believe everybody, right? Oh, God damn. Who wants to fight anymore? So yeah, um, sure. If you need to sleep that much and that's your secret to success, go for it. Have fun with your three minutes, uh, snooze. But the real secret to success is listening to your own fucking body. If you like sleeping, then sleep 20,000 years a night, you know? If you don't, then stay up all night talking to Kathy Hilton on the phone if you can. Like, whatever you want to do, it's fine. But, like, when people say their secrets to success and they're successful, it's so hard to not be like, ah, I have to do that or be like them to try to get the money. No, guys, it's your own fucking journey, all right, little snowflake? Everybody's different. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you want to know what's so fucking crazy? All right, so we were having this conversation with, I was with my parents and my brother and talking about dreams, right? So it all started like a decade ago when I started to ask my family if they remember what they're wearing in their dreams because for some reason, like clothes is one of the last things you can remember. It's so fascinating to me. But then we found out this Christmas... My world got shooketh to the core. I had no idea this existed, and I'm so fascinated if anybody else has experienced this. My dad dreams in black and white. What the fuck? He dreams in black and white. What the fuck? I will never get over that. I've never heard of such a thing. I've no, no, no. I no, I don't I don't know if I believe him, but why would he lie about that? Why would he lie? But then again, as Nikki says, a lot of people in this world are we they're weird and they're like backstabby and lie. And maybe that's my dad. I don't know. I've trusted him thus far in life. <laughs> um, yeah, so he allegedly dreams in black and white, and I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, so does anybody else? Cause I'm going to try to prove that one false. All right, so then Jeff asks Nikki if she has any New Year resolutions. And Nikki's like, I mean, I just don't write shit like that down. Like, you just live your resolution every day. Just fucking be the person you want to be. Yes, Nikki. So um, I tried this. <laughs> I tried to have a dream. No, I tried to have a goal. I realized that at zero point in my life thus far, besides like elementary school exercises that you had to do writing shit where you had to like write your goals for life. Yeah, I've never like had goals. I've never had a personal goal. I just never, you know, I guess I was kind of like Nikki. I just did the things I wanted to do. But like I wanted to actually try to write down goals and see if I could achieve them. And you guys... <laughs> I wrote them down in July and I wrote one for every month leading up to December. And guess what? <laughs> out of six months, out of six goals, I achieved one. I achieved one of them. <laughs> one for six. Every single month I was like, well, that didn't happen. I didn't achieve. Nope. That, I didn't make that one come true yet. 
So then um, in December, I wrote new goals for the month, just five goals for the month. And guess what, you guys? Progress. Progress is key. These goals were so different because I didn't know how to write goals before. It's the same the first time you go to therapy and they're like, you need to set boundaries. And you're like, what the fuck's a boundary? Do I get like the people in my life electric collars and then I shock them every time they fucking shock me with how fucking rude they can be? That would be so fun. I wish I could. I wish I could. I know what I'm getting my fam next year for Christmas. Or would that be some like weird taboo shit? I feel like that's like some kinky shit. All right. I don't want to do that anymore. But yeah, whatever. I achieved all fucking five of my goals this December. Ooh! So I made them much more reasonable and look at a sore. So again, just write them down. Don't write them down. Whatever the fuck you want to do. Sleep. Don't sleep. Eat. Don't eat. No one cares. Just be nice. Okay. So then Jeff Lewis recaps his Christmas with his estranged brother and sister-in-law. So, I mean, there was much more family there, but it's obviously more interesting to focus on the dynamics between estranged siblings. And don't think I don't have experience just witnessing that in my own life with other people and my own experience. You know, we all get it. So, uh, yeah, Jeff was very proud of himself because his sister-in-law allegedly did many things that could have provoked the bear. He was, she was poking the bear and the bear didn't bite back. So good job, Jeff. Um, yeah, he chose not to react on that particular Christmas day. Instead, instead, he chose to react the next day by going line for line on live air to millions of listeners, reenacting all of the things that she said, and then he got to react to the things that she said, just not to her face. It was behind her back to millions and millions of people. But yeah, no, that's, that's, um, so yeah, Christmas Day was peaceful, sure, yeah, but... I think uh, 2024 looks like things will be more estranged than ever. If <laughs> I don't think you need to be scary Sherry to make that prediction. And but Shane, of course, the little cheerleader, that, the paid, paid cheerleader on the roster. He was like, Jeff, good job. You didn't take the bait. And uh, it's like, yeah, Shane, he didn't take the bait. He just put the bait back into his bait box and packed it in the car and brought it straight into the Sirius XM studio to unpack again into millions of listeners instead of to her fucking face. So which is better? Which, which is which? I don't know. They all look like witches to me. What was that when Alyssa, ding dong, the witch is back. Love that girl. She smells like crack, allegedly. I don't, what the fuck? I'm sorry. What else rhymes? Nothing. Okay, so we get a Toby update. He's destroying less and less around the house. Yay. I guess what small baby steps for everyone in the Lewis fam. But Jeff usually leaves him for a couple of hours and then comes home to the house literally torn apart. Even though he's had 17 different nannies and 20 different trainers and all gone to camp, right? Did he go to camp? If not, send him to fucking camp. Like, what What do you mean? You shouldn't be scared to leave your house. Like, I don't, I, whatever. I, again, dogs are like their owners. So if Toby's terrorizing things, Jeff, just realize there might be some parallels there. Okay, babe? Okay. So Nikki asks, um, wait, Toby's not housebroken? And I'm like, Nikki, 
That's exactly what he is. That's exactly what Toby is. Leave him in the house. It will get broken. House broken. Boom. Right there. All right. Moving on to the Wednesday episode. We have Sarah Colonna in the building and Michael Hitchcock. Who gives a fuck about Alfred, bitch? Come back from the dead if you want to show him up, bitch. We got a new Hitchcock in town, bitch. Hitch on that cock, bitch. All right, so they talk about people recognizing them as celebrities and, like, always staring at them. Oh, my God. And then coming up with fake reasons to talk to them. Like, oh, my God, did we go to school together? Or don't I know you from that place back in that day I saw you on that one time? I was like, yeah, welcome to being a girl. Welcome to being a girl. What? You get stared at all the time? Coming up with fake reasons to talk to you at the bar? Like, oh, didn't I, don't you know my friend? No, no. We, I, we don't know anybody here. I'm literally from outer space. Um, Yeah, so it just, it's funny. When people just, I always think that when people describe celebrities, it just sounds like life is a girl. <laughs> okay, so then Jeff asks Michael and Sarah if they love the music at Burbank Airport. Boom, boom, boom. I bet that's just how the music sounds. Uh, but neither Michael or Sarah noticed it. And then Jeff brings up the music at the cafe this morning. He's like, yeah, but you must have noticed that, right? And yet again, neither noticed it. Now, normally I wouldn't notice this. I wouldn't give a shit about that. Except that Sarah Colonna hosts one of the very few podcasts that I actually enjoy and look forward to. Because... Married at First Sight is a crazy-ass motherfucking show, and yet nobody in my life loves it that much, and I need sarcastic bitches who, like, can see through all the bullshit to recap that shit with, and that's why I love Sarah Colonna's podcast, because she recaps, uh... Yeah, what the fuck did I just say? Married at First Sight. And that's one of the reasons I wanted a Jeff Lewis Live recap podcast because she made me fall in love with listening to recaps because there's so much crazy shit that goes on during these shows that you gotta fucking talk about after, okay? And so, anyways, on the podcast, Sarah's entire bit that she does all the fucking time is talk about the background music on Married at First Sight, which is like the worst, like, um, stock music that you could buy, you know? Or not even buy. It's free. It's free in Canva or wherever they find it and the producers. And it's just awful. But it's funny. And Sarah always comments on it. So then for Jeff to be the one commenting, it's like, Sarah, do you only focus on the music in Married at First Sight but not in real life? Like, I thought focusing, listening to the music around you, that was part of your shtick. And now that's Jeff's shtick. And you're like, I don't listen to music. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? All right, I'm sweating now. I just found it ironic, don't you think? So then Michael brings up Jennifer Coolidge in passing very quick. Like, he just tossed her name out. And I perked up because I was thinking the other day, I need White Lotus back immediately on my screen. Again, all of these networks just, like, giving up. Like, how does it take that long to turn shows around? Just fucking, we love White Lotus. Great, film 50 seasons in a row and just give us all the content. We, we're fine with more content. We have nothing to do, okay? So, um... I might be projecting on millions of people right now. Who cares? So 
why don't they have White Lotus an episode where they're on a, or an episode, a season where they're on a cruise ship? On a cruise ship! That'd be such a good one! Why aren't there more cruise horror films? Actually, maybe there are because I just have never, I, horror films is my least favorite genre. So, but no, I just, I, uh, it would be perfect. I hope they do that. All right, so Jeff said, honestly, being on a cruise is like a horror film anyways. You never know if shit's going to go down, if you're going to go down, if you're going to fall off. I've been with family, I've been with friends, and yeah, I didn't, nearly didn't survive both. So Jeff says that the best place to meet singles during the holidays is the airport. Eh. Rongo. Uh, yeah, the best place to meet singles during the holidays is the same best place to meet singles during the non-holidays, okay? It's called the apps. The apps. The apps are the best part. The best part of the meal and the best part of sealing the deal to get a ring so you're not ending up on Married at First Sight. Honestly, I've been debating that. I'm... <laughs> If Married at First Sight comes back to Boston, don't tempt me with a good time because I don't know what else to do at this point. I don't know. I, I, I just need an adventure. I need fun. I need something different. So we'll see. Okay, let's move on to Thursday's episode. We had Judge Lauren Lake and Justin Martintale. Nah, Justin Martin Sale. No, Justin Martin Fail. No, Justin Martin Gale. No, Justin Martin Dale, bitch. Trust me, do you want to live in my head? Because sometimes I don't either. I don't either. That's why you got to enter marijuana into the picture so I can just chill the fuck out. I get it. I get it. So Jeff gives a gauge update. That I don't get. That I don't get. That situation is such a fucking headache. I, I don't even want to recap that. It made me so sick to listen to Jeff tell the story because... The amount of twisted mind games, the amount of attorneys involved, the amount of money being spent, and it's all for such bullshit. It's such bullshit, and it's so crazy, and, like, it's so scary. It's so important to... Maybe I shouldn't get married at first sight, okay? Because it is so important to pick the right partner, and, like, it is... It's... I don't trust those experts. We, Sarah Colonna, you know that half the time those producers are just like, oh, this is gonna cause some shit if we get them married. But let's pretend. All right, they have that in common. Yeah, pretend that that's why we match them, not because they're about to divorce each other in the first two weeks and give us enough drama to last the rest of the season, all right? So honestly, there wasn't much to say about this episode because, yeah, it was really heavily centered on um, Los Hombres en la Bebe y la Bebe. And I don't, I, we get it. It's a mess. And best of luck. I really hope that the courts sort that shit out ASAP and get it resolved so that Jeff, Monroe, and Gage, everyone can find peace within it because peace be with you. Peace be the fuck with you. Because right now it ain't. Right now it ain't. It's not even in Mexico either. Peace is way, way, way in the Middle East. No, it's not. No, it's not. Oh my God. What am I saying? I'm just a mess. Okay, so there was a lot of laughter going on in this episode, I will say. Because that's what the judge and the Martin tale bring us. And that's why we love them. Um, speaking of laughter, last night. 
I went to dinner with my dad. Oh, wait, actually, first, I went to tell my family the story about Polly and him texting the uh, the car service guy and that whole shebang from last week's episode. And my brother stops me halfway in the story, and he's like, because Dolores and Polly said that they went to the police station to get body cam footage. And my brother was like, you can't go to the, they wouldn't have body cam footage of that. You can't go to the police station and get the body cam. They wouldn't have been recording their body cam at that time. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? Are you a police officer? Do you know New Jersey state laws? Like what the fuck? How, how dare you come to my story, interrupt me in the middle of it and drop some bullshit like that. Like what the fuck? What the, you're questioning the body cam. It's not about the body cam. All right, they didn't make that part up. Like, clearly, whatever, they have different laws or there's something, whatever. There's footage. There's footage, okay? Don't you hate that when somebody interrupts your hilarious story to, like, say the most dumb shit and you're like, what the fuck? Why did you need to point out that? You're trying to find a hole in the story that does not exist. The limit does not exist to how much people will try to tear you apart. No, really, like, it's they think they find the hole and you're like, nah, bro, it's just clear stitching, okay? You just didn't look clear enough. Okay, so back to dinner last night. So it was, I was meeting my brother and my parents at this nice Italian restaurant because it was his last night in town and they wanted to be bougie and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no. Uh, S'il vous plaît. Actually, wait, what's Italian? Um, um, ciao, Bella. Parmigiano. Okay, so the restaurant was delicious, but... When we first walked in, you can't even script this shit. Whenever there's certain combinations of family members together, the dynamics are always different. And when it's the four of us, it's just like tomfoolery. Like, I don't, we just always, it's, and it's because of this shit. So, right, I'm walking in, the host is leading me to them. My mom hears me coming around the corner. She hides behind the corner and pops out at me. I am the most easily startable, startable, startable. Startledable person, whatever. I screamed in the middle of this nice ass restaurant. I, <laughs> I'm like, ah! and she was like, ha ha ha, gotcha. And I'm like, no, no, you got everybody else. You just ruined. I'm so like, what the fuck? No, now you have to buy everybody around. You can't be doing that shit. This isn't fucking Mickey D's, all right? We're not in a playhouse. And so <laughs> I'm like, learn how to fucking act, lady. And so. <laughs> Love you, mom. Um, okay, so then we sat down and they had this nice Armenian wine and we ordered that and the waitress is like, oh, by the way, I'm Armenian too, so let me know if you guys like it because I want to try it. And so my parents were like, oh, just bring over a little glass and we'll pour you some. I was like, what? I have never in my life heard of sharing my drink with my waitress. Like, I uh, never in my fucking life. And like, look, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that is. Probably not. I don't know. My parents were probably just no boundary. Like, yay, come sit down. Sure, drink a glass of wine with us. Why not? Oh, right, because she's working? Because she's working, people? I was like, I mean, I would have loved it if I was a waitress. And I think she did. But actually, no, because they. this is why. This is why it annoyed me. Because. <laughs> I oh, for two reasons. First of all, because the wine was actually delicious, and allegedly in Armenia, or what they do with the wine is like they bury the barrels down into the ground with all the leaves and stuff of the like the wine vineyard, and then they let it um stay there underground for a little while and hope that it'll still be there when they bury it back. 
Okay, it's like a time capsule, but you get drunk. It's fun. And so then we Google the wine. It's $36. It was $55 at the restaurant. Again, I don't know anything about anything because I don't normally do that. I don't Google like what. So I don't. Is that a normal markup to me? If I was paying, that annoys me. Like that annoys me to know that I can go to the liquor store next door. Ew, I'm like Lou Bega. I'm like the liquor store around the corner. What's that doing? But I really don't want to. I fucking love Mambo number five. Again, just never tempt me with a good time because I'm always fucking down. Um, yeah, so the wine being like almost double the price that annoyed me. But then also, so we give her, she comes back with a little glass. We give her some to try. She disappears back into the kitchen. Never to talk about it again. Never to fucking talk about it again until the very end of our meal when I bring it back up. I have to bring it up. I have to be like, hey, did you like that wine? And she was like, oh yeah, um, it was really good. And I was like, she didn't. I don't think she had it. I don't know what just happened. But like if a family offered me some and she said, yeah, she wanted some. So like then even if you didn't try it yet, even if you didn't like it, whatever it was, what it was delicious. So I don't know. But like say th right away, just be like, like come back right away and be like, oh my God, that was so good. Like take the a sip right away. Like it was just weird that I had to be the one to ask her how it was. I don't like that shit. All right. That's not how we do it in Armenia, bitch. Meet me in the Armenian streets. Actually, don't. It's kind of scurry over there right now. Shout out to my Armenian folks. I love you guys so much. God bless. And um, yeah, simulation bless. I don't know. Lord bless this simulation. And um, anyways, but she was actually really nice and I really did like her. So whatever. Now let's move on to the Friday episode. We had Kelly Dodd and Rick Leventhal. Leventhal. No, I'm just giving a shout out to Stu. Rick Levin Thor. 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 All right, so we got uh, more gauge updates. Actually, it was the same update, so I don't, that doesn't count as an update. Is it a down date? What's a down date? Why isn't down date a thing? Yo, yo, give me the down date. I guess it's a download, right? But then you get the upload and you get the download. So if you get an update, where's the down date? <gasps> yo, this is why we have a fucking splash of sass motherfucking podcast, okay? Or if you're Shane's little twatty cousins, splash your ass, bitch. Yeah, I'll splash my ass all over your face, bitch. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm like Sammy Sweetheart. I'm the sweetest bitch you'll ever meet. <laughs> But I will fucking splash my ass in your face if you ever fucking come for me again. All right, they need to listen to Ouchies by Doja Cat. That is me, okay? Don't you ever in your life come for me. I promise. I promise I'm not the one because I'm not going to play if I know I'm not going to win. So if I'm playing, then I know I already won, bitch. All right, so speaking of more annoying people, Gage may or may not stay in Cabo. Look, I've been watching Jersey Shore Family Vacation season one <laughs> because my friend just downloaded it onto our Plex server. So that actually makes a lot of sense why I'm like a little more ragey lately because like they're very like aggressive on and like you. So this is why Gage staying in Mexico or deciding whether or not he wants to stay in Mexico with Monroe. It reminds me so much of this iconic JWoww moment that they kept on flashing back to that I keep seeing lately and 
I keep walking around my house saying it about everything, but it applies so perfectly to this gauge situation, okay? According to JWoww, you can stay and get your ass beat, or you can stay and get your ass beat, okay? Do you want to stay and get your ass beat, or do you want to stay and get your ass beat? I'm not saying anyone's getting their ass beat. I'm just saying that that it's so fun to say. Watch JWoww, that clip of it. It's so fun. It's so fun. I mean, it's awful because I'm pretty sure she actually does beat someone's ass after that. And we absolutely do not condone violence in any, 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 any manner. Unless, like, it's somebody trying to kill you, then sure. Do what you got to do, girl. All right, so... <laughs> What the fuck? Um, don't listen to any of my advice and listen to the Surgeon General and his warning instead. So basically, Gage is just fucking around and finding out that Jeff is ready to really end this shit. And thank God, because it's getting too crazy. So it's it's too much. It's like reached beyond the breaking point. And Jeff is now officially broken. And he is letting the courts like it, we're getting this resolved. And it's we're going to start suing. We're going to start having alleged kidnap, kidnap, kidnap charges. Get the kidnaps out there. <laughs> Look, I wasn't going to joke about this situation because it's so serious, but I can't help it if my mouth makes a fumble of its own. OK, that's hilarious. Kidnap me. Don't kidnap me, sir. Um, But it's not hilarious to kidnap. OK, don't ever fucking do it. All right. What was even crazier about every, all the gay, every situation that Jeff was just talking about was that he then made Kelly Dodd and Rick Leventhal do this wicked, weird theater reading about some fucking the big bunny that Lisa Rinna gave Kim, Kim Richards that one time. I don't know. It was like all about a bunny and I don't know what the fuck was happening. I... Is there a fast forward button? So then Kelly Dodd tells Jeff to do cameos to get more money. Um, I'm, I think people are confused and like haven't been listening, but Jeff can ask people if they want to pay $10,000 to take him out to dinner. And there are people who are so motherfucking crazy that they say, Okay, that sounds like a great idea. That sounds per that's actually exactly what I want to do with my 10 10k. Oh my fucking god, don't even get me started. But um yeah, I don't think like a few $50 cameos that take an hour to film. Why would you do that when he can get $10,000 for 2 hours? He gets $5,000 an hour to go to dinner. And a free meal and a free meal. Come on. So um I say fuck the cameos and Keep seeing if people are crazy enough to pay you to have a meal with you. I, <laughs> That's like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Never have I ever had $10,000 to be able to spend on something like that. So who the fuck am I to talk shit? You all, and, and if anything, it's very nice of chumps to help donate to Jeff's lawyer's fees. So it's actually a lovely, lovely thing. Um, but Kelly with the cameos, she was like, do you know how much Vicky Gumbelson gets paid? Do you know how much? Thirty hundred thousand dollars. And I was like, thirty hundred thousand. Is that a number? How do you calculate? What's that? Thirty hundred, uh, uh, three, three hundred thousand. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a weird phrasing. And then she was like, and Sonia Morgan makes like a million. I was like, Kel, why don't you lead with that next time instead then? Like, what the fuck? You're like, Vicky Gumbelson makes $5 an hour or Sonia Morgan makes a million. Yeah, let's talk about Sonia then, okay? Um, but it actually makes so much sense if you've been watching Real Housewives um, Girls Trip 
with the New York girls, or even if you just watched Roni at any point, Sonia, it's always been a thing that Sonia doesn't hang out with anybody on the cast when they're not filming. And she's like, all right, well, it's not like I'm hanging out with other people. I'm just either at home or I'm working, okay? I just like to hermit crab. I go up in a little shell. And now we know, now we know that she, when she says that she's at home working, she's doing cameos. She's doing cameos. She's making those millions, okay? Between cameos and OnlyFans. Yeah, why, why would she leave her house? Okay, so Rick and Kelly then raved about Hollywood Houselift, as everyone has been. Don't tell Jen Green. Don't tell Jen Green that the reviews are in and everyone thinks that her show that she produced is a smashing success and did such a great job on filming the show. Um... All right, so then Kelly Dodd, as she's talking about Hollywood Houselift, she was like, so Christina Ritchie, she's a little off, right? She's a little a little fucked up in the head, like something's a little twitchy, a little squirrely about her. Something's definitely wrong, right? She's been diagnosed. I don't know. What's, what, what's wrong with her? I was like, what the fuck, bro? A bit of a projection, don't you think, Kel? Don't you think? Um, anyways, then Jeff brings up Sol de Janeiro Lotion. Sol de Janeiro. It's a bestseller at Sephora. We all have it. We all, I, I have it. I think one flavor in particular is now being known to attract wolf spiders. Which that name alone is, I mean, spiders are terrifying in general, but throw in wolf in front of it and... I'm not staying around, like, fuck around to find out. I'm not fucking, I'm not fucking with anything. There's no fuckery over here. Like, I will throw that lotion as far into the Mississippi River as I need to. Get the fuck away from me. I don't, I'll have dry ass skin all winter. I don't care. I don't need a wolf or a spider breaking down my door, okay? And my real question, though, is, like, where do wolf spiders exist? Like, are they in the central United States? Are they more into the southwest regions? Like, are they willing to travel for this shit? Are they willing to travel to try to eat bitches alive wearing this lotion? Like, is it to them, to these wolf spiders, is this lotion, like, a good slice of pizza? Like, a really, really good slice of pizza? Or is it, like, fucking heroin, okay? Is it heroin? because there's a big difference in the how how hard they're going to go to try and chomp us down. I'm terrified. I'm throwing it away after this is done. All right, so then Kelly and Rick advertise their Airbnb rentals and they drop an actual address. It was like 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia. No, it was actually like 9 Tanner's Neck Lane in West Hampton. I don't know, something casual like that. Um... Yeah, I wouldn't do that, guys, if I were you. I mean, I mean, or I mean, it's not that you can't, fine, but like come up with a more professional way to market your properties, you know? Don't just name drop the exact street address. Instead, why don't you be like, oh, go to leventhalproperties.com and you can see our Airbnb rentals there. Like who just name drop, because now anybody on that street, now that's known as a house that is owned by a Bravo liberty and also Rick, wasn't he like a polarizing reporter? I don't know. I don't know. Are any reporters not polar bears? I don't know. Wearing polarized sunglasses. And so it's just, 
especially like if you were going to rent that Airbnb, now I wouldn't. If Kelly, if I was like about to click on nine Tanner's neck lane for the summer rental in the Hamptons. And then I heard this JLL, I'd be like, not today, Satan, not today, because I know that people are batshit crazy. And what if a fan shows up thinking that the Dodds are in town or the Leventhal's, whoever, and they want to see them. And then they're like, ah, I'm going to attack you. And you're like, ah, I'm a renter. And they're like, prove it. And you're like, what the fuck? Just look at me. I'm clearly not Kelly Dodd. All right, we're looking it up right now. Nine Tanners, neck, lane. Oh, my God. Directions. See, this is what I'm saying. It's three hours and one minute from me. That's what I'm saying. Don't do that shit, bro. Don't. Ah, I dropped my phone. Don't do that shit, bro. All right, I need to chill. Um, then they talk about stew. Talk about people that need to chill. Stew, my love, me love. All right, so Kelly was like, have you... Talk about Kelly saying weird things. She was like, have you spooked into stew? Have you spoo spooked into stew? And <laughs> you know how like in your head you're getting ready to say something? So then I think like the stew, the ooh sound really went into the spoken. It was like spooking. Anyways, Jeff lets us know that Stu texted him to say, hey, I want my kitchen shit back eventually, but right now I'm down in Cabo with your exes making new memories. New mems with the exes. Exeries. Um, no, but Stu actually said, I'm in Cabo making new memories. He really did say that, you guys, and that is so alarming. That is so alarming for somebody to actually type out the words to your ex, I'm making new memories. I'm making new memories without you, fool. Like, yeah, babe, that's how time works, okay? You wake up and every day you make new memories. Every day is a new memory, okay? It's called time. Time. Every day's new. That means every memory you have that day is new. New memories exist every day. Oh, me love, me love. Got my panties in a, knickers in a twist. All right, I'm going to go on twist that shit, and that's all for today. We'll be back next week for some more motherfucking recaps, and I love you so much. 2024, go be a fucking whore. No, I'm kidding. 2024, go and love people more. 2024, splash that ass to the floor, bitch. All right, I love you guys so fucking much. Bye. Splash, splash, splash. Splash your sass. Splash your sass.